I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. I do like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so tough? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad parenting podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk and cheese. We had gum and cheese. No, I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you 
was just like me And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know when But we'll get together then And we're gonna have a good time then Yes, welcome to episode 85 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And we're back. After a hiatus, we are we're here. An unintended hiatus. A very not fun unintended hiatus. <laughs> I, you know what? I could have told you when we started the weekend last Friday with all the stuff we had to do and whatnot. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? We're fucked already. Like, I just knew that we were. That something something was going to happen. It was all going to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and I finally come Wednesday this week. I think he saw the post to Facebook. Yeah. Come after some kid, someone. After the kid, no, <laughs> kids throwing up, shaking their pants. Uh, his head cold. Yada yada yada. I'm like, we're we're not even going to attempt. We're, we've we've tried. Yeah. <laughs> we've tried multiple times, and every time something's come up, so we're just going to bypass last week's episode, and we'll move on to, you know, better, hopefully, and brighter paths. So, babe, how's your last two weeks been? <laughs> Great. We made the incredibly intelligent decision to move all of our furniture around uh, well, again. Yes, but you know it doesn't frustrate me that we that we did it. It's how many times we've done uh-huh. it. It's the fact that we really just reversed. The, yeah, we're almost back exactly the way we were when we moved in, right. my, with a few minor changes. Right, and I I feel so stupid for having switched it around in the, in first, the first place. place. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I and I agree with you, but it was one of those things that we were we didn't we weren't anticipating the extra year in the house. Yeah, so we were anticipating two years at this place, mm-hmm. then we move on to the next. So yeah. it's we were kind of in a holding pattern, and then we realized we're going to need at least another year here. Yeah, so we might as well. Give the kids make their own room, make it comfortable, yada, yada, yada. So we weren't going to suffer anymore. Um, so we took that project down last weekend. And I must say, even though I was under the weather and I was not feeling good, I kicked some serious ass while you were gone. And even more, once you got back and were able to help me out with that stuff, thankfully the kids were, your uh, your parent, mom, and stepdad took them to the Enchanted Forest here in Oregon. Yes. So give, give me a rundown of the Enchanted Forest. I've never been to this place. Okay. All I ever know is the stupid-ass Humpty Dumpty sign on the side of the road. Okay, so... Here's what I remember about Enchanted Forest. It's really lame, except there are a couple of, like, little thrill rides. They're really, I mean, they are, like, way minor. But as a little kid, mm-hmm. they were pretty cool. Um, but 
when I was a little kid, those rides cost extra. Mm-hmm. And we were always broke as fuck. Couldn't afford them. So we would only go through the storybook village and watch the shitty... Um, they'd have like a play. Um, you know, like... I don't remember it being that cool, except that I thought it could be cool. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I remember having fun when we went. I just don't... I'm in a vague sense right. of, yes, it was fun. But I don't remember specific things about it other than the storybook village or whatever yeah. that there. Yeah, okay. That makes um, sense. But I, from what I've heard, it's actually gotten better in the last, like, five years. They've really, like, renovated and made it nice. And there's more to do. And there's more rides. and. Oh. And and now my mom is not broke as fuck. So when she took them, they did all the rides and right, stuff, which right. is kind of it cool. does it does make a difference. That's that's kind of like reason why like, when we go to Disneyland, I don't want to. I, I want to make sure we have money set aside because there's nothing worse than doing something like that and not having the cash to do it. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up when we uh, um, did this one church retreat thing. Um, I had to beg, borrow, plead, and steal in order to get enough money saved up so I could go do one, just one outing with um, these a couple, this group of uh, youth that were going to the to do the sand dunes on the mm-hmm. Honda Odysseys, um, and it was a blast. But I only had to do one of the runs, and they were do that do like four or five, and it was just because the same thing. We were, yeah. you know, and I, I, I don't, I don't begrudge my parents for it. They were able to, you know, scrounge, scrounge together what they could to make it happen. And they got to go at least once, but I get that feeling of, you know. Oh, I want to do it again. <laughs> so, and uh, sorry about dropping the um, the unexpected song from your point of view at the intro there, but there's there's some backstory to that. So, and then we haven't we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. So, okay, I, I think Dad was all drunk on Facebook a couple of weeks back, and you know how Dad gets when he's drunk on, when he's drunk, he gets all like emotional and yeah. and and weepy and lovey and whatnot. So he was posting um, songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Chapin holds as this is going to sound really strange, but Harry Chapin will has always and will always hold a very special place in my heart because that was music my dad and I always listened to when we were driving around mm-hmm. doing shit. Didn't matter what it was, I mean, going out doing whatever he and I had, you mm-hmm. know, one on one time. It was always one of his albums was in there, um, and so I remember all I, mean, I can almost recite all these songs verbatim in my head and whatnot and. They've come to have a very special place in my heart um, outside of that relationship because of the kids, mm-hmm. you know. And so the other night, like a week and a half ago, uh, Dad was drunk, and he could tell he could tell he had had some whiskey, and he mm-hmm. was on Facebook, and he was posting. He's like, you know, posting my profile um, that song, and then Dancing Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys want to get it, you can go look at the song Harry Chapin Dancing Boy, um, and then also uh, Tangled Up Puppet on the mm-hmm. Joys, and just all the songs that you know reminded him of the kids and whatnot, and. So I'm up there with the kids in the chair doing my normal nighttime routine, going through the Facebook profile, playing these songs, and weeping like a goddamn baby, right? Because <laughs> it, it always hits it hits me, in, you know, as, mm-hmm. as some people would say, in the feels. No. <laughs> but it just it has that, that thing for me. And then also it reminds me of my kids, too. So tonight, of course, we're heading, I'm taking Ezra to his mom's house, and this song comes on random, and I'm like... I love you, Ezra. He's gonna look at me like I was a fucking idiot. Like, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> so, I just—it was just, yeah. It's you know, it it yeah. I like it. So it's it's a weird thing for you know. I know it's like we're not one of those normal music stylings that you'd think that I would listen to, but it's just one of the things that. It, oh, I I know you like that song. Yeah, but so. I just was like, "What are what, <laughs> what are you doing? Why is it happening?" So no, it's it's just and it's it's a very just the lyrics are really cool. I mean, just that whole it, it's it's a kind of like a haunting thing about both about like you know it's cool to see your boy grow up and be like you, but at the same time it's like oh shit, where the time go? 
And so, yeah, I've been, and I've been having a few of those moments with him lately and whatnot. And I've been having a few moments of, oh my God, you're just like your dad. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got some of that too. So there's... some of the stuff he says, and it's really bad when those are the things you freak out the most about is when he sounds just like you <laughs> and it it makes me want to like look at you and be like honestly really you're really gonna as Teffy would say you made me <laughs> yeah you made me it's your fault <clears throat> well and maybe that's subconsciously the reason why i come down i'm so hard <laughs> is i'm trying not to have some of those foibles that i have that drive people nuts so that or you know they always say that the, the person that drives you nuts the most is the person who's exactly like you. Yeah. Well. So I mean that's that's that holds true in a lot of a lot of aspects. So. Um, I've I've noticed him lately doing a lot of things that I do. Right. And I'm like, oh you oh, oh. Uh, oh. don't do it just because I do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that is actually really, but it's the worst part is when you see that mirror of yourself and you go, ooh, ooh, that, that's an oh damn. Because, like, the thing he likes to do now, I used to do a lot, and I still catch myself doing it from time to time where you really want to show somebody something. And so without any thought to whether or not they care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whether or not they're, you know, you think it's really cool, so you want to share it with them. So you're like, oh, Georgie, look at this, look at this, look at this. I'm going to play this for you. Look. And, and I can always tell when I'm doing it to you because you look at your face like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does that, and he, I don't know. Well, it was like the entire... I'm glad, and he actually digs that Harry Chapin song too. And actually, it was nice that it came on because I almost choked. I was getting to the point. It was like it was like the universe was telling me to calm down because I got to the point where I was almost going to choke him out in the car because he went. You know how he does Captain Random mode in the car? Yes. No, he went like he went like a hundred and twenty percent Captain Random mode. I mean, it, it was like he was trying to find the most random and asinine topic to bring up. Uh, he's like, "We're at a stoplight." Hey, Dad. I'm like what? What's the longest stoplight you've ever stopped at? Uh, I I really don't log these things, buddy. But what, just, just the long, what, what do you think the longest time you've ever sat on a stoplight is? My Ezra, I spend so much time on the road with my job and the traveling that I do that I don't I I don't pay attention to stoplights. I'm too busy listening to podcasts and just kind of you know getting to my destination. I I really don't. I, I honestly don't think about how long I've been at a stoplight unless it's like I'm seeing I'm seeing which I mean. And he's like, well, how long is that? I'm like. I, Fuck, I don't know. It depends on the day. How annoyed am I? You know, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of external factors that come in here. Oh, okay. So my feet are bigger than mom's. <laughs> um, yeah. And they have been for quite they some time. They have been for a while. And they're bigger than the sissies, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just looking at him. He's like, and he's, he comes back down. And then, he, then and then... And it was it was just it was just like his his his, his synapses and neurons were just firing and these are just random bits of information. It's almost like what you would expect somebody to do when they're dying and their brain's shutting down. Just random bits and tidbits of information. Isn't there a robot that dies in a movie that 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 does that? Might be. I there don't know. is somebody somebody remind me what that is. But there is a thing where they're they're starting to die and they just start randomly. Yeah, I'm, but it so it's just oh, like oh, or maybe it's Doctor Who. Could be Doctor Who. I, it's vaguely familiar. I know that much. But, I mean, so it was just these... Go ahead. The library. The library. When the... Nobody uh, escapes the library. <laughs> no. <laughs> My shitty-ass Sean Connery impersonation. That was awful. It was horrible. I can't... I can only do the lish. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, when the flesh-eating shadows... The fleshy what? The flesh-eating oh, shadows. I said the fleshy dong shadow. I'm like, what? Uh, the Vashanarada. I said that wrong. I'm so tired. Anyway. Speaking of the English. The library. What movie is The Library? No, it's Doctor Who. It's an episode of Doctor oh, Who. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And, and, they, and they, they eat the things and they right, just repeat the that last... And, and they, they repeat they the like, last thought. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know I think that's what I'm thinking It was of. when he first met... But there also might be a robot thing. It was the first time he had met... River. River, and the last yeah. time she met... Or yes. she would see him alive. Yes. Uh, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So glad you dropped the spoilers after, after you did that whole thing. Oops. So. You are so dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's been a fun, it's been a fun filled couple of weeks. We had the um, the sickness. Yeah, um, we were all you know all the kids have repeated dishes. With those well, it's everybody's got it. My uh, and Mike, when the kids hit, I'm I'm glad we avoided my sister. Got it. You missed my. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you. I, I got it. Um. Uh, because the kids spent the night at Joy's house when you went for your birthday. Uh, Lorelai ended up with bacterial conjunctivitis. Mm. Then Joy got it. Yeah. She woke up one morning and I just see this Facebook post. <laughs> Can't open my eyes. <laughs> She's just like, oh. And so it's been a, it's been a hell for them too. So that, but everybody I know has got some sort of dreaded hacking, coughing, wacky thing. Well, and I think, I mean, without putting too much blame on ourselves, because it's not like people don't get sick other than when they come in contact with us but i think that my sister's youngest had because he was the first one that got the sore throat and then sore neck Uh and then i think we had it kind of brewing and then but the conjunctivitis thing was completely separate so i don't know if that came in i mean trent Trent had some ice not going on but it was never a bacterial thing it was just his sinuses were so plugged up it was leaking out wherever it could yeah that's the worst when you get a head cold and you're so stuffed up that the boogers will come out your eyes i mean well but that's they get that from me because i can blow air out my eye tear ducts that's a good party trick i guess I've never tried that as a party trick. But if I plug my nose and, you know, Uh it'll come out my eyes. Yum. It's gross. It hurts, too. Oh, yeah. I can can bet that. So, but yeah. And so it was, yeah, it was was a weird thing, too, because physically I wasn't run down as far as my body was concerned. No aches, no pains, super stuffy head. Um, and I sore throat. I haven't had the stuffy head. I have a, because, because everything's draining. So now since I had my surgery. Right. My head is draining just fine. My head is not stuffy, but my neck is sore. Well, see, I didn't have any of the neck my, stiffness. My throat hurts. See, and I didn't have any of the neck stiffness. I but not like strep, strepy throat hurts. Yeah, it wasn't just a very sore throat. Like a tight. It was just an annoying yeah. throat. Um, and then, but for me, I had a, a huge, I had a hugely diminished lung capacity. Like yeah, I was having you a hard couldn't time. breathe. I was wheezing quite a bit. So doing that whole move, the first time I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I sound like. Rob Reiner after a cheeseburger. Like, like, I kept being like, do you need to, like, pause and, like, breathe? And you're like, no, I'm fine. In fact, I, yeah, that's right. I sounded like, what's his name? The, from, from, the kid the from, kid from, from Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. middle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, yeah, so then and then Tempe threw a fit. She was super tired. I guess she didn't sleep well from all the coffee that one night. Yeah. So she threw a fit at school and threw up. Yeah. she got to coughing so hard. Um, Trent... That one night, he was trying to make it to the bathroom and ended up shitting his pants. <laughs> and, and then, then went to bed. And, and then we'll have and cough then so hard. And, and, bl- and threw up. Threw up. So, I mean, it was just the... Last week was a, just a mucusy, gross, 
conglomeration. And of, in the uh, midst of all that, I had two list two listings go live and yeah. two closings. Right. So. So I couldn't miss work. No. Nope. I couldn't even pretend. And I'm training the new guy, so yeah. I can't miss work. So we're trying to make it the best that we can, and oh, it was. Thank God my mom is feeling better, right? Because she, she has been helping with Trent just a little. She's not quite back to yeah. fighting stance, but uh, she's she's definitely on the mend. So she's been, and for Trent, it's all about making Trent happy, right? Because if Trent goes too long without any good, you know, like mm-hmm. something to look forward to, I've noticed his behavior drops, just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Right. So, and I, you know what? I'm kind of that way too. <laughs> you know, if, if there's nothing to look forward to, if there's nothing, you know. Yeah. We're going to have to make sure his significant under, other understands like, you know, make sure there's just lots of blowjobs. <laughs> like make sure he's always got a BJ or something to look forward to and he'll be the happiest guy on earth. <laughs> More so than the normal man, you know? <laughs> well, if if he knows that he's going to get to go to Grandpa Jay's house in yep. the next couple of days, he is a much happier kid in general. Better behaved. I and mean, then the slightest threat of it, you, you can go, all right, dude. All right, knock it off or, you know, this is going to happen. Um, go ahead and take the headphone cable and flip it to the other side of the backpack there. Is that what's causing That's what's causing noise? that noise, yeah. And so just get it, just get it off the cable itself and pff, that, <laughs> that didn't work so well. There. And then it won't there you know you can move it all you want and it won't go to yeah. them, so um yeah so it's just, it's been it's been a busy week or two weeks two, two weeks. weeks two, two weeks, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we've been together too long i know because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't do that voluntarily it just came out of my mouth i had no control uh, speaking of which um voluntarily no control no matt damon matt damon <laughs> yeah in the film actors the field. new movie Martian is it's supposed to be supposed badass. To be really good. I know. I, I want to see watch it. it. I want to see it really badly. So that's that's cool. Maybe I'll go see it while you go to your thing. And who's watching the kids? The, the whole reason why you can't come with me. Yeah. Fairy. The whole reason you're not coming with me is because we don't have anybody watching the kids. I might get nephew. Huh? I might get nephew. Well, that's the case, and I need a DD. Instead of just I'll get nep- <laughs> I'll trade him. I'll come and he can drive you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I don't know how he could handle that. <laughs> I think nephew would nephew is good. With and the we'll kids. see. We'll see. Because last time, he, yeah. Oh, anyways, he, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, because you know, not realizing that one of them had snuck out of bed and come down here to fall asleep. And, yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> he doesn't always pay the he's closest still, attention. He's still sixteen. I mean. He's 18 now. Nephew? JD? Oh, nephew. Sorry, I thought you were thinking, sorry. No, I was thinking of the other one. Oh. When uh, J- your brother was here and oh. Trent fell asleep next to him on the couch because oh, he was knocked yeah. out and he didn't realize that Trent had come downstairs, which was kind of scary. Okay, you that know. wasn't nephew. That was JD. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So. I was talking about Oh, yeah, the I know. Sorry. Yeah. It, yeah, he's only, that one is a little more explainable. So, yeah. yeah. But we do have, um, we have a couple of things to talk about this episode. We have no voicemails. But we do have uh, the rant, which we'll save, I think, towards the end of the show. And then we also have a video that your brother linked us to a little while back. And it started a heated debate on Facebook. Um, yes, it did. And uh, and he wanted us to discuss it. And there's a couple of people that also said they wanted to hear our take on it. So I figured we'd go ahead and uh, we'd play the audio from that. And Do I have to listen to it again? You do. And you have to watch the expressions, too, just to kind of rebuild the rage inside you. 
Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll let's we'll not talk. forget we have differing opinions on this too. So I'm sure to a point we do, but um, let me find my mouse pointer here. And your mouth pointer, mouse pointer. <laughs> yes, my mouth pointer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you the mouth pointer. Mm. Oh, that sounds gross. <laughs> All right, let's see if this works. Hi, Liam. Hi. Do you remember me? First clue. She named him. I'm your mommy. I gave birth to you. Well, actually, I, I didn't quite give birth. I had to have a C-section to get you out. The big scar and hurt like hell. But that's okay. Did, do you remember that was me that gave you life? You, I, I know my hair's a little shorter, but I kind of still look the same, right? Yeah. Side view. Just, I haven't heard from you in a while, and I thought maybe you forgot about me, but let me joggle your memory a little bit. Do you, do you remember the first two years of your life? There was this woman, and you were always on her hip. You, like, never wanted to get put down. Do you remember that? Well, I'm that woman. I was the person who always had you on my hip. Look, here's the hip right here. You see that? That's the hip. For like two years, do you do you remember that at all? Do you, when you're in your dorm at night, do you like lay there and think, "Wow, I wonder who fed me for the first 18 years of my life." Well, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but that was me. I was like breakfast, lunch, dinner. I packed your lunches. Daddy helped you. Do you remember Daddy? He's six six foot tall, really dark hair, a little bit gray, um, little belly. It's okay. It's really funny. Do you remember him? He's, he he was a part of that too. And, you know, the both of us, we, we would take you to your activities and drive you back and forth to karate. Oh, remember, like, remember every, every two days, like two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays from fifth grade to 10th grade, there would be this lady who would drive you to karate and you were always yelling at her like, oh, hey, karate, it's stupid. And she was all like, nah, nah, stop your complaining. You got to go to karate. It's good for your college resume. Do you, do you remember that crazy lady? Oh, I was her. I was the crazy lady that you argued with and helped you get your black belt. I even sat through that three-hour really hideously long test. Does that, does that help you a little bit juggle your memory or... Like, do you ever, like, once in a while be like, um, wow, I went to, like, 12 years of school at Simon and Jude in Cesianum, and, like, I wonder who signed those checks every year. Well, <laughs> yours truly did. Mommy and Daddy, we signed those checks, you know. Is that helping you with your memory a little bit, bud? Because, you know what, wait a minute. I need to stop. And I need to back it up. Maybe. maybe I need to give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you haven't forgotten me. Maybe you've forgotten how to use a phone. Well, you know what? This is, this is what I do. I'm a mommy. And mommies help their kids learn. Like I taught you how to go in the potty and, and, and ride a bike. So I'm going to teach you how to use a phone. So basically what you want to do is you want to grab the phone. You know, the one that mommy and daddy bought you. 
and unlock the phone. And I know that you know what that passcode is because I know someone texts his girlfriend every day, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So unlock your phone and at the bottom you're going to see four little icons. Go to the one that's like, I think it's green with a white like headset or handset. I don't know what they were called, but we used to use them when we were younger in the generation that respected their parents. So you want to use that little icon, push the button. It brings up a little notepad. And I know that you know my phone number because I pounded that into your head because I was always so worried about you getting lost or stolen. So you want to dial my phone number and hit that button again. And then don't be afraid. You're going to put it up to your ear and you're going to hear this ringing noise. It's going to sound a little strange to you because I know you haven't heard it in a while. So hold that up to your ear and ring, ring, ring. And here's the magical part, bud. Even though I'm two hours away from you, the phone is going to ring on my end and it's going to say, my baby boy is calling me and I'll pick up the phone, put it to my ear just like you. Hey, yeah, that's how that works. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you are welcome. So now I know I'm going to hear from you, especially before your mother and father have to pay the next installment for your tuition in November. All right. Can't wait to hear your voice because I, I forgot what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to not do my usual dive into tearing this trick apart right away, and I'm going to let you go first, because I'm just, yeah, so, go ahead. <clears throat> so there's two points that I would like to make. Mm -hmm. One, she has every right to be pissed off at her son for not calling her. Oh, yeah, I agree. I 100% I agree with that. Absolutely every right to say everything she's saying, just not on YouTube, uh, not recording it in a video like that, and, and that's not how it's it's all about how you say it. Well, for her, for her to send him a funny little letter, ha ha ha, haven't heard from you in a while, blah blah and, blah. And, but to record a five minute video in funny voice about how stupid he is because he forgot who she is mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Well, and, and that's it's juvenile. It's attention seeking. Uh huh. It's awful. And that's where I'm going to stray from you a little bit there. Um, my assumption is going to be that she couldn't be any more mature in a letter than she could be in the video based off the way she's behaving. So, yeah, I, I guess, so, I guess, like I said, it's not, it's not, um, she could say some of that in a humorous way that isn't belittling. Well, the part that, the part that bothers me and will always bother me and has has bothered me back when I first experienced this way back in high school is um your child should never be made to feel like they owe you even though they do okay in all for all intents and purposes they owe you for whatever they do have in the respect of you're the reason why they have it mm -hmm. They should never be made to feel like they owe, they they have a debt to you that they have to pay back somehow, either that, whether that be via yeah. phone calls, or whatever, because they didn't choose to be put onto this earth. That was not an act of conscious choice they made. They didn't make the choice to be placed into the situation they're placed into. Um, so, as a parent, while yes, it can be expensive, it can be a pain in the ass, it can be all those things to to raise a child. 
you're the one who made the conscious decision at some point in time, way back when, to do what you did, and it ended up in a child. And to sit there and belittle that person for existing, whether or not they're a shithead, is, you know... Yeah, but I don't see it that way. But, but, I, but, I, get, I get what she's saying, because there's a difference between I've, I've, I've made you... And now I have to take, I, I get to take care of you and provide for you. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between that and going above and beyond. Not just being a, a, a provider in terms of, you know, financial support. But clearly she did, went the extra mile, she, you know. Okay, but 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 still, go riddle me this, Batman. Um, why does why does what why does he owe her for that? What does he owe her for that? Okay, I'm not saying he common, owes her. I'm saying courtesy, I'm saying no. I'm. But that's what am, she's saying. Okay, no, I am saying she he does owe her. Just like I feel like my kids owe me contact. I don't phrase it that way. I would never phrase it that way. Mm-hmm. But. When you get right down to it, yes. I feel that even for what I do for them, the little that I do, I mean, I I feel that I am owed. It's just like you expect the kids to say thank you even for things that we would give them anyway. Right. Manners. Uh, no, and, 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 the manner- and to me, manners for your parents mm-hmm. involves calling them, especially when they're still providing your support. Understood. And, and, I, and, and I, I'm not saying that it's an owed thing. I'm not saying it's like some kind of check you're cashing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I am paying your way through college, the least you can do is pick up the phone once and, a week. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. My point is not that the child shouldn't have the respect or the ability to call the parent or anything like that. My point is, is that. A, there's obviously there's better ways that she could have brought yeah. this topic up. That, that, that is that's, a complete given. I and that's absolutely a, that's, that's a completely different side yeah. story. But B, I grew up with a friend who had every opportunity in the world presented to him basically on a silver platter because his parents had money, they were able to support him, they could buy him whatever he needed, wanted whatever, and his mom was exactly like this chick and she was like this 24 fucking seven. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. If friends were over. It didn't matter. Whatever. He could never, even when he was trying doing all the things she asked, it wasn't good enough for her. And that's kind of how this chick hits me is that no matter what this kid has ever done. Yeah, but does, that's based on your experience too. It, it is. is. It, it is. But, 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 but the, the, the thing, the thing is though, is that what do I, what else do we have to feed off of here? Somebody who does what she does, wants and thrives and needs that attention in order for them to feel better about themselves that's not your child's problem but see i think this video had a lot more to do with her and who she not talking to him but other people right because she named the prep school he went to right she named this Mm -hmm. she did that yeah it wasn't about getting through to her son it was about bragging i did this for my son and i did this for my son and i did this for my son and i paid for this school and i did this and now he goes to this college and i pay for his phone and i pay for you know that's what bothers me most about that is that it had nothing to do with the kid right other than and the kid not calling was an excuse to go online yeah. and, and do But that. it's very much the Emily Gilmore syndrome um, from the Gilmore um, Girls where, where, you know, because I gave you a privileged life, you should be 
basically it's that whole cookie cutter because I did this. And I don't think it's got to do. And for me, it's nothing about a privileged life. It's about if. The, the way she, I'm just going off the way she phrased yeah. it. The, the, just totally, I'm, I'm, I'm just going totally off the way she phrased it. Because I gave you a privileged life, because I paid for your 12 years of private school, because I'm paying for your expensive college, yada, 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 you ungrateful little shit need to X, Y, Z. And here, here's the other problem I have with it. The comment she made about a generation who respected their parents. Yeah, you want to know why that generation respected their parents? Because their parents beat that respect into them, right, wrong, or indifferent. So it's not a failure of the child. It's a failure of your upbringing if your kid can't respect other people. And here's the video Complete I would have been failure. okay with her making. Hey, you remember me, your mom? You haven't called me in three weeks. I'm worried about you. Or, what a, or I really miss you. Mm-hmm. Or anything that wasn't, I've given you all the stuff so you owe me. Right. Like I just said, I still feel there is some bit of that in there. I'm your mother. You owe me a phone call, but not because I give you things, but because I'm your mother and you owe me a phone call. Yeah, But you see, I can't, I can't, I mean, there's got to be. I, I have to think that there is a bigger reason for why he's not talking to oh, her absolutely. outside of just... She looks like a controlling... Right. And, uh, and she that's... comes across, and I don't know the lady. I, for all I know, she's the perfect mother and always has been and always will be. Um, but she comes across in that video as very controlling and... And also I'll... very complaining. Yeah. But like, like, you put me through so much hell. Yeah. I, I have a scar now because of you. I had to sit through a three-hour black belt test because it, basically you're making the kid feel, once again, what did that kid do? The kid, he didn't want to be born. Yeah. Obviously, I, I he don't didn't agree wanna, with he any He didn't want to be in karate. I, like, okay, uh, speaking of somebody who does have two C-sections in their history and ha- does have medical, con- ongoing medical issues due to the births of my children... I've I don't think I've ever once said that in a bad way. I've I've they've seen my scar and they've asked about and it. They've asked about and it and you've answered their questions honestly. But I have never. But you've never held it above their head no. like they they did like, something wrong. Did, or, yeah, exactly. And that's 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 what the point. That that's the core of the issue that I'm trying to get to here is the way she's handling it is basically I can I I can I can see this woman because she is a carbon fucking copy of my buddy mom from high school there was there was it didn't matter what we did he or he or anything like that whenever something came up like oh yeah you did what i asked but you know you really should have done it this way instead and it could have been so much better if you had done that and it was always just so backbiting and backstabbing the compliments were never just compliments there was always there was always this negativity that came along with it and what did it do exactly what happened here is it drove him away and only he went larger with it. He got into heavy drugs, was out of control for a couple of years. We lost contact for quite a while. I've just recently gotten contact back with him again. He's cleaning himself up and, and you know, he's, he's sober and whatnot now. But it sent him into a downward spiral. Now, am I going to solely blame her for all of that? No, because he is his own person and can make his own choices. But she didn't help the situation at all whatsoever um and then the thing that outraged me um was the commentary on facebook uh some acquaintance of yours yes and that's all i'm going to say um who wanted 
a very similar situation to this lady is, oh, oh, woe is me. Look at what my situation was. Wah, wah, wah. My mother beat me when I grew up. I had to hide out while she was working three jobs. And I'd give anything to have somebody who'd pay all this money for me. And that's I, I, what she was trying to come across was a difference in perspective. Right. But and way- I get kind of what she was saying. She was saying this poor kid. Everybody's saying how poor this kid is because his mom's kind of a bitch. And she's like, yeah, but at least she's a bitch who gives him everything he needs. Which, <laughs> and I which, had a bitch of a mother who didn't give me anything I needed. Uh, you know. And, and, I, and I'm not gonna, And I, I get what she's saying. She, but, she said it in a way that came across completely wrong. But well, I get what she, she was I, I get, trying I get the, I get to the, I get a part of the point she was trying to make. But, but on the flip side of that, though, too, she was trying to carte blanche say because she's rich you can let her do what she wants right and, and which i don't agree and with that's not a, then why do you think we're in the situation we are as a society as a whole because we let the rich do what they want because they've got the money and hopefully we can get a little bit of this a little something something off that kind of thing um, but i get what she's saying by the same no, token if, but if you okay if you are a young adult yep and you are come from a family with money. Yep. And your family has given you expectations that if you act a certain way, that money will not be there anymore. Right. You have two choices. Oh, yeah. Act however the fuck you want and don't care about what they give you. Right. Or accept the help. But and you, the expectations of the behavior that but, comes with it. But let's, let's flip that. Let's, let's flip that on the side then too. Let's say that's the situation here. If as a parent you make that deal with your child, when they make the choice not to take your money and not to do that, fuck you. You don't get to say anything because you Agreed. gave them a chance to give them their choice. Agreed. So to make one of these backstabbing pieces of shit videos of when 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 my son doesn't contact me, boo fucking who? Grow the <laughs> fuck up. How old are you? You want to know why? You want to know why your kid acts so goddamn childish? Because you act so goddamn childish. The child learns by example okay it's as simple as simple as that my kids have in, impeccable manners 99 percent of the time they all they, every kid screws up except when they're with us but no but but the, <laughs> but they do when it comes to dealing with other people mm-hmm. there's always pleases there's always thank yous there's always sirs and ma'ams and why is that because i always even when we're at the dinner table here mm-hmm. they'll hand me something open this and i'll go excuse me i'm sorry i didn't understand you and they're like, open this. I'm like, uh, there's like a lot of noise in this. I don't, I, what? And they're, and they're like, open this. And finally, Ezra will be sitting there like, guys, use your manners. He's trying to get you to use your manners. like, oh, daddy, would you open this, please? And so I, we drill it into him on a constant basis. And and not and it's just one of those things that they're respectful because we are respectful. Mm-hmm. And just as much as there are times when we're on the road and Trent will call out to how stupid a driver is mm-hmm. because uh, that's what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, it's a perfect example of the kid child learns by example. So if your child is an ignorant, childish piece of shit, it's probably because you were too. Or... Sometimes what happens is it'll go the exact opposite. The child will see that example and go, Jesus H fucking Christ, I don't ever want to be like that. It, Izzy Rock makes a good point about that, about how he grew up and the way his his parents and his family was. And he he's more or less looked at it as an example of, I was there and it fucking blew chunks. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to be there personally. I don't ever want my kids to be there. So I'm going to do whatever it takes in my power to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, but it's not like... But he doesn't lord that over his children's head. Like, I work at this place 40 plus hours a week so that you can have this food in your table and wah, wah, wah. And I've never done that to the kids either. You know, it's, you know, 
it's one of those things of it just it's you you can't the child should while the child may quote unquote owe you something or however the fuck you want to phrase it you should not it is not your job as a parent to make them feel that way and to constantly remind them and belittle them of the fact that they're not being a good enough kid because quite frankly somebody needs to stand up to this bitch and go well yeah you know but you're kind of a cunty mom too so it's it's, it's much your fault as it anything else but like i said but everybody's I think applauding this is, her i think this has got a lot more to do with it her does. wanting attention and than let me tell you the what there's a, there's all. a giant social media circle jerk going on right now just spraying her in their hot load of awesomeness mm-hmm. about how great of a chick she is and how cool it is for the moms call to call out your kids for right, not calling because right. that's all, totally and you know awesome. me i'm all for calling the children out when they're doing something stupid and and, and you know i tend to use uh embarrassing embarrassment tactics in, in, in a way you know as you far wanna, as... speaking of which do you want to hear the the audio from my video of trent lying through his teeth about i can plug it in real quick if you want to hand me the phone hmm. i don't know hold on my phone's being all wonky so i'll see if i can send maybe next week okay trent lying, lying through, through his, his teeth, teeth okay. about washing his hair oh yeah when yeah. it's dry yeah oh yeah he's he's good at that um, but that's more like the the dramatic side I know. of things. I'm just I mean, saying. So, I... <clears throat> but and and to an extent, we have an experience with something similar in this in our in our extended family. I'm not going to name any names, um, but there are people who have had similar issues with with parental figures, and it's. It, I always sit back and watch the entire situation. And go, this is goddamn ridiculous. And I and in my honest opinion is that both sides could grow up a little bit. And I'm not just saying specifically for our family. I'm saying in general, mm-hmm. in these situations, both sides could, to an extent, grow up a little bit. Um, and while you're, and like your friend who made the point of, you know, she's rich and she writes these fat checks, so she'd be able to do, she won't say what she wants. I get, like I said, I get the the overall underlying intent, but the delivery was once again horrible. But I, I, you know, and I hate to always have the stance, but I think both sides have a point. Mm-hmm. Both sides have a point, but it's 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 layered in so much bullshit from at times. And I guess part of I'm going to sound really preachy for a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. What it comes down to for me is we're constantly talking about you know not judging other people's parenting style and blah 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 blah. And really, if that's how she wants to parent and it works for her, I guess that's fine. Can we say she's probably kind of a bitch for doing it that way sure but well i and i i'll rephrase it i try not to judge other people's parenting styles unless it's something that's going to cause that person some serious fucking therapy down the road oh, then i'm going to judge that's this the shit. only thing he has to go to therapy for he is way ahead of the fucking game i'm not saying that he's not but that doesn't make it any less detrimental and see that was the point i was trying to make to your friend just because Oh, it didn't physically punish me, or oh, what? It doesn't make it any less painful for them. My father, okay, follow me on this. My father was an alcoholic. Never once did he lay his hands on me or my mom or anybody else. He was never a violent alcoholic. But during the times that he was battling that disease, he was emotionally not always there. That affected me. And if you're going to sit there and go, oh, if that's the worst thing you have to deal with in your life, wah, no, fuck you. Because you know what? That did 
cause some negative and permanent damage that I'm still working through now in my relationship with my father because of the choices he made. So just because I didn't get beat physically or whatever, it doesn't mean that the the effect isn't there or that the problem isn't there, that that the damage hasn't been done. And that's the part that pisses me off the most. These people are like, you know, oh yeah, well, if your mom's kind of a cunt and that's the worst thing you have to deal with, which in in, in itself is true, but that you're short-selling the fact that this person still has an actual feeling about this situation and you're saying that this person's feelings don't matter because it could have been way fucking worse for them and that's a bullshit fucking argument to make I don't I don't necessarily agree with that you don't have to I'm still going to say it's a bullshit argument to make because it just because something doesn't doesn't seem I'm just saying everybody has to go everybody has to learn how to deal with the emotional yes they intricacies do. of their life they and do. whether that is an alcoholic dad or a uh somebody that beats you at home or a mo- overbearing mother I mean yes you do some you're, you do if but, you but walk it doesn't through life with no challenges emotional or otherwise you'd be a pretty shitty human being in the first place I understand that but that doesn't mean you can belittle the point of that it affected that person and i, I never said it you did oh if that's it. the worst thing that i said to, that that if that's yeah. the worst thing that happens to him he's probably got it better than a lot of people and, that, and that's true okay but it's still it doesn't mean he's not affected it doesn't mean it's not bad for him it just means that in the grand scheme of things having an overbearing mother is not the worst thing that can happen to you. Okay. That's it. Phrasing it that way makes it sound a lot better, and I, and I, will, I, I can go with that. The way it came out before, it was more or less like, you know, he can go fuck himself and just deal with it. No. And so, and that's... I'm just know. saying that if, if you got to pick of all the trials and tribulations you could have in your entire life, if you got to sit down and pick which ones you got, I'm sure overbearing mother would probably be near the top of the list. Yes, I mean, if you had, if you had, if you had to choose between <laughs> like, butt rape by Uncle Charles or overbearing, yeah, no, okay, I get that. But still, it's it, it's one of those, the lesser of two evils thing. I mean, it, it, it... And I'm not saying it's not bad. Yeah. I'm just saying, of all the things, and... Well, I think that this woman was is attention-seeking and probably a pain in the ass to deal with in some regards. It still shows a certain level of, in her own way, love and affection to him. Mm-hmm. And clearly she has a lot of love and affection for him. So, me, you know, while overbearing mothers are the bane of everybody's many existence. people, <laughs> um, you know, th- I'm just saying there are a lot worse things. Okay. That's and that's, that's, that, that I get, and I can understand and agree with that. That's that's totally cool. Um, it's it just touches a nerve with me um, because once again, I'll go back to the situation of while he could have made better choices, I think my friend would have ended up in a far different place in his life had his mom been a little more supportive and a little less acerbic, acidic. I, I, my words aren't working right now. Yeah, but um, by the same token. I have an overbearing mother. Right. And I 
I think it's all in how you let it affect you too. It, it is to an extent. But, uh, you but, can't you but, can't say that the reason he did drugs was because he had. An I didn't say mother. that. I I didn't. I, I specifically said he could have made better choices, but I she did not help the situation. Those were my exact words. I didn't say it was her fault, I, but I, I did say that I think had she done some things differently, he may have ended up in a different place because it may not have been as easy for him to make those choices. Now, those choices are still his his choices that he made. They are inevitably his fault because he made them, but it's one of those things that you, in, in, in the exi- example of this, all right, you, he doesn't contact his mom anymore. That's the choice the kid actively makes. Mm-hmm. Now, Mom gets smacked by a bus tomorrow and he didn't get a chance to say I love you or there's the last thing he said to her was really rude and he truly deep down he does love her. That's going to affect him and mm-hmm. that's going to crush him. That's something he's going to have to actively live with. However, she could have greased the wheels in the situation a little bit by not being a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. So the blame can be put on both sides. Now that doesn't completely exonerate the person from the decisions and choices they've, they've made in their life, but... There are things, there are external influences that can make those choices harder or easier depending on which way the situation's going. And to sit there and solely go, it's his, Liam is just a piece of shit because he never calls and he doesn't know how to deal with his mom, blah, blah, blah. And to solely pin the blame completely on him as she's trying to do here is is ridiculous. And, and that's, you know, that's... Because, yes, this kid could, as you could say, you know, man up and or nut up or whatever and call her and just fucking deal with it. But it probably would be a lot easier to pick up that phone and call her if he knew he wasn't going to get a tirade like that the minute she answered the phone. Well, you know, honey, it's so nice to hear you. I just really wish it could happen more often. And yeah, yeah, you know, it's always those, it's those backhanded compliments and the twisting of the, of the, of the words and how nothing can ever just be a compliment. It's always got to be... You know, it's like a shit sandwich, you know. You, you sit there and you go, or, or what do they say? What do they say? A, um, what's that term? Like a negative sandwich. Where like you hear something good and I hear something bad, but you slap the something good on the other end of it too to help decrease the negativity. And say, like, no, you, you, there's just better ways to do this. There are better ways to handle that. You don't go, you know, yes, yeah, oh, so awesome you called me. It's really bad that you don't do it more often. And I think now that I'm thinking about more of the reason why this strikes me with me too is because my mom, my, my mom, sorry, my grandma, and the way she's treated my mother throughout my, her life. Now, my mom has been very childish in a lot of her reactions and altercations back to my grandma, but my grandma is a, almost identical to this lady. You know, oh, why doesn't Justin visit me anymore? I, I don't even remember what his kids' names are, blah, blah, blah. I just really wish they'd come up and see me. I don't know, Grandma, probably because every time I try to come up there, you want to shove the J-Dub bullshit down my throat, and you're crazy, and you you talk about how horrible my mom is in front of me and my kids, and, 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 and you wonder why I don't want to visit you. And it's that kind of crap that bothers me. When people can't figure out that the reason people don't want to be around them is because of how they react and how they behave. And but nobody will point that out to them. Instead, it's like, well, you should just grin and bear it and deal with the person, and eventually they'll die. <laughs> you know, and and it's it's that kind of stuff. It's it's ridiculous and it drives me nuts. And it everybody needs to own their bullshit. The kid, the mom, everybody. It's not like we need to. We should just sit here and go, yeah, you know, I wrecked mom's tummy, so I should just put up with it. Well, and that's exactly what I've been saying this entire time is that they're both in the wrong. Yeah. The kid should be calling his mom. The mom shouldn't call the kid out in public in that that way for not calling. Neither one of them is in the right. And that's been my point 
the whole time. Okay. That there, there's no r- winner in this. Like, it's not like it's not like I declare you the winner because ding, of ding, this. Ding. <laughs> like, both of them are shitty in a shitty being a position of being a shitty person right this second. Because anybody who goes longer than three weeks without calling their mom, especially well, I, I, watch it, because nope, I do. I, I do go longer than three weeks without talking to my mom. No, nope. if you uh, want to talk about a phone call, let, let me finish at that stage in their life. And I, I think that college is that stage in your life where you are still very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And especially in our culture, we have a tendency to baby our children until we kick them out of the the nest so to speak and then expect them and to then expect them to just fly right and i think that that's a horrible way to raise your children um as a society not as a person mm-hmm. and so that those college years are very important to stay in touch and grounded and rooted with your family um when i was in that stage with my family i made sure to stay in touch mm-hmm. quite often now there are certain exceptions to that but yes, I think people who go that long at that stage of life without even calling or, you know, staying in touch is not good. Okay. Well, any, and I'd be just, if I put myself in her shoes, I would be just as upset. I would not take the same actions about it. I would just confront my kid and say, hey, you haven't called me in like three weeks and I'm worried about you. Please, would you make an effort to call me more often? Here's, you know. Here's a phone card or I don't know. What do they, what do the kids do these days? But, I guess she pays his phone bill. But look so. at it from the flip side. I can honestly tell you have my parents taken that tactic with me at that age, I wouldn't have called them. The reason I moved out of the house when I did was because, and looking back on it now, it was the dumbest fucking decision I'd ever made because I had it cush where I was at. I was paying shit for rent. My mom was still cooking my dinner. She was still, to, to my, dead, I, I'm like, I don't want you to do this. She was still doing my laundry. And I, I look back at it now and I'm like, fuck, I would kill for that right now, right? Um, But it was overbearing to me. And it really wasn't, You looking back, it really wasn't overbearing at all. But I was, I felt like they were being overbearing. So I made the active decision that I was going to be a grown-ass man, ha, 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 and, and move out of the house and, and take care of myself. And my dad was very clear with my mom about he's making this decision and the worst thing we can do for him is hover and the worst thing we can do for him is constantly try yeah let let me finish and and constantly try to get you know get in there and and bother him so he will contact us when he wants to contact us yeah yeah and for the first couple weeks i i I was like freedom fuck yeah i'm doing that you know stuff and then i'm sitting there one day i'm having a cigarette in the front porch i'm like oh i miss my mommy you know and i called her and i said Mm -hmm. hello but it was because she wasn't trying to actively yeah. reach out to me all the time, which was which would have just perpetuated the problem that I was having. But that's what I'm saying is, as a child of people who care about you and love you, and assuming you have a somewhat mm-hmm. decent relationship to begin with, and I'm talking about when you already have a fairly healthy relationship. Right. If you've got a strained relationship when you leave, it's going to continue to be strained. That's not going to change overnight. But if you have a fairly healthy relationship when you go away to start living life on your own, whenever that period is, if it's college or getting your own place or whatever, I'm not talking about there should be like 
a freaking rubber stamp on your calendar make sure to call your no, mom this day I, I, i'm saying that and i'm not saying mom should be calling you to remind you that you need to call i'm saying but you that, just literally said that that i'd be like hey you know you don't call me anymore maybe i'll get you a phone card or something so you're contradicting yourself now no you're... i'm saying in this circumstance she should if she felt like he hadn't been okay. calling enough she should say i feel like you haven't been calling enough i'm not saying she should do that on the 21 day mark with a rubber stamp mm. i'm saying if it's been too long and you feel like they're not staying in touch with you and you are worried about them instead of making a fucking youtube video you call them I, that's all yeah but but the point that i'm trying to make there is i don't think that in this situation that's going to make the situation no type of contact is going to make it better because coming from my perspective with where i was at and granted i was nowhere near because you know, I have a very, very healthy relationship with my mom as far as you know, she was always very loving and, and she was never overbearing like that. Um, but at that stage that I was at in my life where I wanted and I craved my independence and I didn't want them to, didn't want to feel like they're, I'm, just, I'm saying from the perspective I was at at that point in time, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is a, a correct viewpoint on the world. I'm saying looking from that child's perspective where I was at at that point in time is that that. Any type of attempt for them to contact me would have made me not want to contact them. Now, that doesn't make it right. I'm just saying be smarter about how you're dealing with your kids and put yourself back into their frame of mind from time to time. And, you know, especially if you've been there once yourself and where you were at. Because I'm willing to bet this chick probably doesn't have the best relationship with her parents either. And it's probably a fairly strange situation. And a lot of the complaints her son has about her, she probably has about her parents too. But she can't see how much she's like them. And That's going a bit far in the assumptions, don't you think? It is, but but but... I've seen it time and time again where you, you get those. It's okay. Perfect example is our daycare provider. <clears throat> you can't get away from her to save your fucking life if she starts talking. It's like, I, I no, seriously, I'm on it. I've got to, my son is starving at home. I need to go home and make, I've got to, bye, bye. And she'll be on the door, like walking with your car as you're backing up, right? But I'm over at her house one day and she gets a phone call. She's like, oh, that's my mom. I am not picking this up. I'll be here for three fucking hours talking to her. And I'm just like, uh, uh pot, kettle, black? C- do you not, uh, um, hmm. Yeah. And it was, I was dumbfounded. I'm like, uh, okay, so it's okay when you do it. But when somebody does it to you, that's not acceptable. That's the world viewpoint we need to, and it's not excusing the child. It's not saying that the child's reactions are right, but it's trying to understand how they're going to react in that situation and whether or not what you're doing is going to make that situation better. I.e., if the kid is re- revolting against you because he doesn't want you to contact him or she doesn't want you to contact him or whatever, the last fucking thing you need to be doing is contacting them right now. You need, to, it, it, as stupid as it sounds, it's that whole if you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, it was meant to be. And if it doesn't, and it was never really there. There's a lot of truth to that, that give the child that freedom and it's going to hurt and it's going to suck, but let them take it. And it's going to go one of two ways. They're going to figure it out and they're going to come back to you and everything's going to be kosher or they're going to fall on their face and they're going to come back to you and they're going to ask for help or make it three ways or they're going to figure it out. They're really going to think that you were an asshole, whatever, and there's never going to be fixing that relation because something that you guys did is along the road somewhere 
damaged it so much that they can't find it within themselves to come back to you and 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 mend that bridge and and i come from from a different perspective i guess but i just don't feel like if you've got a fairly healthy relationship to begin with that calling them is going to be that big of an issue like just call it calling and saying hey i haven't heard from you in a while just want to know what you're up to make sure you're doing all right if if you had and, and i just don't understand why that would be a bad thing because it's not what that person wants at that point. In How time. do you know? Maybe they're just busy and they haven't had a chance to pick up the phone. Like I said, I'm going back from looking at my perspective and what I went through at that age. And the reasons that I left the house when I did. Once again, stating that looking back on it from a, an adult, a true adult perspective, it was not a smart decision to make. But at that point in time, I wanted to be away from what I felt like was parents who were putting too much of a restrictive bind on me. And I needed to go out and do my own thing and and find out for myself what the world was about. And the worst thing that could have happened for me at that point in time would have been for them to to contact me, not because... I didn't truly want to hear from them, not because deep down inside, if you really sat there and thought about it, it would be great to talk to them, but because of the the childish and shit-fucked way that I was looking at the world at that point in time, like we all do when we're 18, 19, 20 years old, um, I didn't want, because it would have felt like they were trying to control me still, even though I wasn't at home anymore. And once again, looking back on it, they weren't controlling at all. It was ridiculous. But you have to also check it from the person's perspective. And that's... And, and I, when I was that age and I left, and I didn't, I didn't want to not contact. I stayed very much in touch and in contact the entire time. I will say that when my mom would overstep our bounds in terms of, you know, telling me mm-hmm. what to do or something, I would tell her, you know, no. But I, that wasn't a barrier to me right. speaking to her and, and, and that and, and and i and i get that but i i've one of the failures that i had for a long time with the relationship with my parents more so my father than anything else was a failure on my part where i felt like i couldn't ever tell them no or disagree with them because they would be disappointed in me and i didn't want to cause them that kind of disappointment and once again these are all my own foibles that I put into the relationship because you've met my parents Mm -hmm. and you understand how they truly are Mm -hmm. but it's still that thing and I think my father was smart enough to understand and see things from my perspective and there were times where if he where he truly did say you know you know I know this is going to piss you off but but there was other times where he understood that the worst thing coming from where I was at by analyzing the situation at that point in time would have been to make it feel like he was pushing any harder than he already had or then make it feel that she was pushing any harder than they already had. And I remember having these conversations with my parents after the fact. My mom's like, I wanted to call you so often. I want to talk. I just missed you so much. I'm like, but your dad kept telling me, don't do it. Don't do it, Ellen. It's not going to be good. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, he's, he's, I was like, he was right. At that point in time, it wouldn't have been good because I would have felt like you guys were still trying to keep your thumb on me even though you weren't. Um, and then there was, you know, but I, I, I did, and I did openly call them when I wanted to talk to them, when I wanted to, you know, do those things. And then down the road, when I, when the night that I found my ex-wife, you know, 
with my best friend and all that shit went down, the first fucking person I called was my parents. I'm like, I, I need somebody over here now before I kill somebody. Um, so it, it all went full circle and fixed itself. But just because it's one of those things that just because you were able to say, tell your mom, no, piss off, doesn't mean that all kids are can do that. And so you have to look at it from that perspective of you can't just automatically assume that the child's going to be strong enough to say no to you or vice versa. Um, so it's really about analyzing the situation and figuring out what's going to be best at that point in time. And if, if the best thing is no contact, as much as it might suck or hurt for you as a parent, don't contact them. But on the flip side, if you analyze and look at the situation from their point of view and you think that you, know, you need to step in so they don't harm themselves, then do it and let them hate you a little bit for a while. They'll get over it, you know. But that's my point is I, I, just, I just I don't like the carte blanche that people get sometimes with. Well, this is how I handled it as a child, so it has to be this way and the kids should react this way. And right, but I'm I think that's where I'm getting I honestly offended by some of what you're saying is you're saying don't carte blanche, you know how I handle it is how everybody should handle it. And I'm saying, no, take it for what it's worth. If this is the way, you know, move this piece around, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. The, every situation is different. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I've been saying the entire time. With certain, you know, if this is this, then this, you know, but in general but for okay and, and that's fine if that's the, if that's the point you're trying to make i agree with it but it's not how it was coming across and it, the way i was hearing it was you know blah, blah blah but still the child should call me because that's what they you know and and that's all fine and dandy but that doesn't mean that I, and i am saying yes in general a child should be staying in touch with their parents in so i'm not saying you know diary level death delves into what's going on or you know uh you know okay sessions where mom's planning out your wardrobe for the next three weeks i'm just saying yes there's okay but so what answer me this then what's the harm in letting go of the child and letting them go out and make some mistakes and make some decisions on their own. Because contact doesn't mean anything about mistakes and control and etc. You're talking about two different things. I'm, I'm talking about staying in touch. Not but, it, but if the child doesn't want that, if the child doesn't want to stay in touch with you. now, then, But then you have to, that, but what I'm saying is if your child doesn't even want to speak to you to say hello... There's a bigger problem. There is. That's my point. That is exactly my and point. And my point is, is that if you're if you're telling me that a child not not talking about what they're doing or who or what or what's going on in their life, mm-hmm. just simply saying, Hi, hello, I love you, I miss you, or whatever. Not maybe not even that. If you can't even have a conversation like that once a month, there may be a much bigger problem. With either the parent, the child, or both. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. But trying, but it also sounded like you were saying that even though there might be a problem there, you should still have that contact. 
Maybe I misread. Maybe you I- should work on that relationship in some way, shape, or form. Okay. However, that works for you. Whether that's cutting off contact, developing ground okay. rules. You know, that, if and, every time I talk to my mom, she tells me I should, you know, move to Hawaii, and I don't want to move to Hawaii. I need. We mm-hmm. need to work on that relationship, mm-hmm. or dissolve it. Okay, and, and that that and that makes more sense. And and, I, and I'm actually fully on board with you on that there too. It was sounding to me like you were saying that even though they should be able to do this if they can't there is a bigger problem but too fucking bad the child should still deal with it that's how it came across at least to me and i and that's where i was like yeah no not so much but i but if you're saying that you know yes if they can't do this there's obviously a bigger problem there and they need to figure out if that means that no more contact or whatever that's fine and i think most relationships can be solved with ground rules Mm -hmm. as long as both people will follow them and that's where you get into the sticking mire of the situation right. is where there's always the one person that won't follow the ground rule right. and then it pisses the other person off and then, and then the person goes... Well, or their unspoken ground rules right. and people just don't know where right. the land and the then that's, is. that's a problem. And, and that's kind of like what this was too. Is it, was, it was that passive aggression. Right. That passive... And I never agree with passive aggressive bullshit like right, that. Right, right. But... So, okay, so, so no, that, that totally makes more sense. And, I, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying. Um, it just, it didn't come across, and to me, it didn't come across that way with the first couple of ways you phrased it. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you can't talk to your kid or your kid can't talk to you, where did, where did the fuck up happen? What can we do? Maybe if there is anything we can do to fix the fuck up and how can we mend this relationship and move forward? And what does mending the relationship and look at moving forward look like? That might mean that it looks like no contact for a while. That might, might mean it looks like whatever but yes that's I both sides faces with my mom where I, she would try and tell me how to mm-hmm. do and what to do and i'd have to tell her no i'm not going to do things your way and this is why she also would hold things over me mm-hmm. she would say you know you can do this or i will help you with this if you do this manipulation manipulation yeah. but it was never unspoken right which is and i'm okay with manipulation to an extent when it's verbalized, when You're it's not, known, uh, when it's not a secret thing, when it's not a... If you know that, if you know enough about it so you can play the situation back. When it's yeah. not a Pavlovian response, when right. it's not I'm conditioning you, you know, every time you go to church I give you a hundred bucks but I don't tell you it's because you went to church, right. you know, which was the thing she would tell me to do. And mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, if but if it's, hey... I know you don't want to go to church, but if you go to church, I will help you make sure that your cable stays, whatever it is. Then you got to do what's, what's, is it worth my time? Then I get to decide. Yeah. Do I want cable or do I want free Sundays? So, and and, in that respect, I have to give a little credit to your mom in the respect of at least her manipulation was up front. You know, (laughs) nine times out of 10, she really, she learned. Doesn't make it right, but, but it's there. She learned very early on that under the table manipulation really pisses me off yeah like if i don't know what your motives are going in and what your goals are i don't want to be a part of it because everybody should know where everybody else wants if your idea is you want me to go to your church Mm -hmm. for your benefit essentially yep please let me know that that's what you want because then i get to decide if i would want to make you happy and go Wait, or, or not. And follow me on the, with this one a little bit. I've always found that, that I found that kind of manipulation and control funny because it's 
it usually conditions the exact opposite response that not, you want. Not, not even that. No, actually, it has. I'm totally going off into like left field here <laughs> with this, um, because to me, it's a form of prostitution. Yeah. Because you are conditioning the person to go, is selling my soul, <laughs> or is this worth this kind of money mm-hmm. to me? It, and we find it in our current society. It usually what to be clear, it usually was not a no, financial. No, no but thing. but I'm just saying there are people that do yes. that, and I'm saying and, and and Izzy made this point, and I happen just happened to listen to it today about work. You're actually going to work is kind of like prostituting yourself mm-hmm. because you are giving up your body, your time, your money, whatever, and not necessarily because you want to, but because mm-hmm. it's what you have to do to survive. Yet we have this horrendous view of prostitutes yeah. in our society yet we're all prostituting ourselves mm-hmm. it's just some of us prostitute ourselves by boning it out and some of us prostitute ourselves by dressing nice and going to sc- going to a, a, a you know office biz cash office would really rather be full-on zz top beard and tattooed and you know I, i'm speaking about myself here i i'm doing what i have to do to make the money to survive for my family mm-hmm. i would be a much different looking motherfucker if i didn't work where i worked but i also wouldn't have the opportunity that i have right now to make the money that i'm making so I'm doing what I got to do to make that kind of cash, which is definitely prostitution. I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am giving up a part of myself or what I would like to do so that I can do this. Now, I love my job, don't get me wrong, and I love where I work, but it's so funny how we can condition ourselves to make that okay mm-hmm. in forms of manipulation or forms of that stuff. But when it comes to a female saying, I want to sell my pussy for money because I know that boys will pay me my milkshake does bring all the boys to the yard and therefore they're going to give me a hundred bucks for it. Um, but that's not okay. We can't let them empower themselves that way. But if they slave it away at a, you know, a nine to five office job, that's oh yay. And it's, it's always been funky to me in society how there are these acceptable versions of what it's okay. Like, you know, Oh, if you're, if you're this type of person and you go to a not nine to five, you do this, this and this, you're okay. But if you're like a creative type who seems kind of flouncy and doesn't really hold down a job and whatever, You've never really accomplished anything in your life. And it's like, really? You didn't see all these beautiful paintings they did or any of these other stuff they've done? And so it's always just that that whole societal viewpoint of what success versus not success is or what's acceptable standards versus not acceptable standards. And so, and all of this kind of feeds into that, you know, and we condition our kids from a very young age, you know, to, it's like the whole, the, the, the fact that I've, I've got my daughter in a school where there's a dress code required. And I make her follow the dress code, but I'm also very clear about the fact of, you know, here's why this is what it is. And then the little ways that we can get away with, you know, letting her flare come out and still being in within the dress code, I'm like, I'm all for it. Like, fuck yeah. You know, like when you want to do purple hair, you remember she has purple, fuck purple, purple, pink, neon green, make that shit bright and shine. So if she, in her kindergarten picture, she'll stand the fuck out because she's not a conformist. She's not the type of person to look like everybody else. She is her own unique individual person. And while she's doing this to get ahead in life, if we can get away with this, fuck yeah, I'm all for it, you know? And so it's that, that whole thing is what has been a weird dichotomy to me of how we can allow these certain forms, but not in other ways. It's like, how was it? I'm no, I'm not going down that road. Never mind. I, that would have got us into a gun control debate, and we are not talking about that. Nope. So not ever. I do Don't want, even bring it up. I, I do want to say we had a very tragic event yes. yesterday. We did. Um, another loss of life due to a mass shooting. And I would really like to start seeing people stop trying to use this to further their political agenda. That would be great. And just start just trying to 
fix to it, fix, fix it, the problem, feel better, address the problem even, and feel better for feel feel for another human being that's going through something tragic who has lost something in their life. So, um, you know, if you pray, pray for um, for Umqua Community College. If you don't, if you just want to, you know, if your positive energy and vibes is what you do, whatever. But we have now in less than two years, in just over two years, had two different school shootings on our state property. And it does hit differently when it hits that close to home than it does, it does. When, when it's... Because you always think of it as being something far away. Right. Something... Columbine sucked, but it didn't affect me that badly. Right. This sucked, but when it happened at the high school, literally fucking oh. two minutes from my my yeah. work, I was like, oh, fuck. And then now where this... Where we knew students who right. went there, where we knew teachers and who I, taught and there. I've, I've, I've started to realize that I really need to have that feeling no matter... Yeah, and it's not that I wasn't before. It's just that it's not that it wasn't concerning before. It's just <clears throat> we need to treat it like it's our it's kids. our school and yeah. our kids. And yeah. and you know I'm very thankful that I get to have hugged all three of my kids tonight and put them to bed safely. Well, and never having that false sense of it won't happen here. Like mm-hmm. that suspicious thing doesn't mean anything because that would never happen here. Don't be complacent. Don't be complacent because you think it won't happen. And I'm not saying see snipers behind every bush. Right. But, you know, if something looks out of place, if something seems off, don't ignore it. If the girl and this goes back to not just school shootings, but, but anything. Anything. A girl walking down the street alone in the middle se- of the night. Something seems weird. Um, you Keep your defenses up. Those red flags you get when we were helping with the youth group at the church we had been going to, like mm-hmm. you hear a girl talking and you're like, hmm, it sounds really fishy that her uncle spends time in her room at night, you know, or right, whatever. Right. Don't let that shit slide. No. Don't. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Don't If even... you have a cause to be concerned, voice those concerns with people that can help. Right. Period. About anything. There. I mean, if everybody... There's this really fine line between minding your own business Mm -hmm. and protecting the innocent. Yeah. And sometimes you might cross the line one way or the other. But uh, as long as you do everything with respect. Right. Nobody is going to, as long as you come to somebody and say, hey, I have some concerns about this. And I'm coming to you with all due respect. This is not pointing fingers. This is concern. Um, you know, I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to retaliate mm-hmm. against something like that. Mm-hmm. If somebody came to me, you know, from our neighborhood or something and came up and said, hey, I have some, some concerns because I saw Trent outside naked yesterday and without anybody around. And I just wanted to make sure that everything was okay. I yeah. would never be like, mind your own business. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know. Or you'd be like, yeah, you know what? I was chasing a little son of right. a bitch. <laughs> like I was going, I was taking a crap and right. he ran outside naked. I'm so glad I have neighbors that are paying attention. Thank you. Yep. You know, th- that's the kind of community we should live in and not the stay out of my business and not the, you know, I called CPS on you because I saw your kid naked one day. Right. You know, like there is a really nice medium where as long as you've come with respect and concern so you're saying common sense compromise yeah well that's really tough for this society to do yeah it is that and that that's what 
yeah, it, it, it does come down to that whole being aware of your surroundings thing. Um, that, that's something that we picked up on in self-defense quite a bit and something that I've actually, this is going to sound really strange, but now when I go to a restaurant, I don't sit with my back towards the, the door. Mm-hmm. And I will position, like if we get a table and I'll, I'll position myself in a way where I can see where the exit and the entrance is, not because I want to have a line of sight, but because I'm very cognizant of what is and isn't coming out because you can usually see something weird as soon as you walk in and you're like, okay, and you can, you know, it, it, yeah, and it's all about that. We're just in, I remember doing my, my, my Kempo classes and whatnot and the self-defense. It was always, always be aware of what's going on around you. I'll be walking down the street and if there's a glass set of glass windows from a storefront and I see somebody behind me, I'll, I'm, I'm, try, I'm tracing them, I'm watching them, seeing what they're doing. And so it's just it, that, that be aware. So, I mean, uh, my heart and, and just everything goes out and I, I feel so much for those families as far as just, just absolute regret, remorse, and pure sympathy for what they're going through. I can't say empathy because I cannot, I have no clue as to how they must be feeling right now. I don't know what, I don't want, I don't ever want to know what the fuck this must feel like. Um, which is why I don't want to dive too deep in this topic either because I'm going to get very heated about it and we just don't need to go there. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a separate top podcast, separate discussion. Somebody else wants us to have us on their show and talk <laughs> about it. Totally. Okay. Um, but it's just not for this particular yeah. media or this particular type of, of show. So, um, I'm, I'm cool. I've pretty much exhausted all aspects of this particular, I'd like to hear some more thoughts. If anybody has any yeah, listener I, I, input on what we've talked and I, about. And I have a feeling we're going to have one person who's got a very strong opinion. Yes. I would like to hear from you too. <laughs> um, and, but I would like, I really would like some listener submissions or just, you know, you can email us, uh, you know, grounded at bad com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375 or, um, record it on your phone and, uh, and, um, do it, do a simple of, yeah, where I was going. Record on your phone. You can take as many tries as you want. Then email it to us. We'll play it. It'll sound good, and you won't have to be nervous about it. Um, we're gonna save the rant for next week. It was kind of. I, I just. I don't. I don't feel it. Yeah. I, I want to enjoy the rant, and I'm not feeling it tonight. <laughs> so I want to make sure I'm in the proper mood to actually feel it. So we'll save that one for next week. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, search for Bad Parenting Podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, and yeah, we we appreciate all our listeners. Um, thank you so much for the support. And um, if you have nothing else to add, babe. Nope. All right, then. Well, until next time, try to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting the good, the bad, and the smelly. Do you like wonderful stories? I'm like, excuse me for a moment, madam. I'm going to make a phone call to a podcast. She's like, hang on, let me take a crap and hit you in the head with shit. Commentary on hard-hitting topics. I never knew a human, an adult, was incapable of shitting in a toilet until the other night. Plentiful amounts of penis? Sweet penis. Guys, touching his penis. Sometimes everyone masturbates at me. Cool penis. Hands in his pants. Makes him do a funny dance. Sweet crap. Penis. That guy doesn't even have pants. Then you should be listening to the internet with penis.
then you should be listening to The Internet with Scott, the pool boy. Go rate, review, and subscribe to his show on iTunes and Stitcher. It's out there now. Here it goes.